0: Indiana Congressman Luke Messer went on CNN to make the case that the president is
1: misguided.
0: The fundamental disagreement here is that criminals don't care about gun control legislation. Those who will murder will murder regardless of gun control legislation.
2: And welcome to Radio Regardless with me your host Mark Scalia. Hi guys. It's been a couple of weeks. I was working last week, but now I'm back to let you know. I can really shake him down. <laughs> it's dumb. It's just fucking dumb. Hey, if you're listening to this show, first of all, thank you. And if you are listening, there are three ways that you can listen. The first way is you can listen through my website, MarkScalia.com, which is me, and you can catch up and find out where I'm going to be and things I got going on. You can follow me on Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff directly through my website, and you can listen to this show. If you want to be part of the show, if you want to be interactive with the show when it is live... Because it's live, everybody. All you got to do is click the box that you're listening to on my website, and that will shoot you right over to our broadcasting site, which is Mixler, M-I-X-L-R dot com, and you can sign on using a Facebook address, and boom, you can be part of the live chat. And the third way you can listen is if you can't listen live, you can listen to the slightly edited for time podcast version. So thank you for one of the three ways, if not all of the three ways. I'm going to try not to read the comments from people tonight because there's just too much going on. And speaking of too much going on, I like to bring you guys up to speed. And because we haven't talked to each other in a couple weeks, I'm going to bring you up to speed the way I always do with the Happening Now monologue.
0: Everything that happens now is happening
2: now. What
0: happened to then? That's When? Just now. Wear it now now. Go
2: back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? It's been a couple weeks, man. It's been a couple weeks we've been apart. And uh, let me tell you about what's going on. First of all, last week I had a show. I did a show up in Nashua. And uh, there were about 12 people when we started the show. And there were about six (laughs) by the time I got on stage. They were a good audience for six people. But then again, you're a good audience for six people. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, so that's where I was last week and the funny thing was I've been feeling weird the past couple weeks maybe it's because it's the summer or this always happens like my birthday is Friday and I'm going to be 48 which I don't care age is just the number I really don't give a shit but it always sets my birthday on this weird track where it's like the end of August which signifies the beginning of fall it's a dead week It's not like, hey, it's July or June or May where it's spring or April, it's birth or December, it's Christmas or November. It's, you know, folly and Thanksgiving. Folly? Yes, fall. I've I've been drinking wine out of the bottle, fuckers. (laughs) So, but like it it always reminded me, I would have my birthday and then the next week we'd go to school. And it's weird how you ingrain those things even when you're a kid. And it's like the end of summer. That's what it signifies. So, And then, I don't know if you noticed, in the morning, it's cool. It's cool. Rel- and then, it, of course, it gets up to like 75 or 80. And it's supposed to be humid this weekend. Maybe even a little rain, which we need. But it's always that it gets cool. And then it's like hot. And then it's cool again. And it's almost like, let's break out the sweaters. everybody. So, So I've been feeling kind of weird the past couple of weeks. And my shows have been reflective of that. I haven't had great shows. I've had good shows. But I've been kind of walking through it. So every day I try to like jumpstart my life to go, okay, it's, it was bad yesterday or it didn't feel great yesterday. I'm going to feel great today. And I actually say that every single morning. And there's always something that just interferes with that. I was supposed to have a show on Friday night. Got canceled. It happens. It's the summer. It just happens. But because I didn't take the car I would have taken, I parked in a very specific place on my street. At midnight, a fire truck hits my car and i'm not making this up this is real shit ripped off the driver's side parking mirror and then i guess they called in the dispatch so i get a my doorbell rings at midnight uh you mark yeah uh we were driving up we got a call and uh we hit your car i'm like oh shit i go out there and there's like the mirror's like just just dangling just like so sad and I'm like, oh, I go. Well, do I need any information from you? Because you know, you wouldn't get in an accident. You exchange information. He's like, no, you can just call a dispatch and they'll set it up. So, of course, dealing with the city, it's just you know, okay, yeah, yeah, we'll get to it, and then I yeah, will send you. But nobody's done a fucking thing. So my car's been sitting there, and I since taken the mirror off because it was dangling, took a bunch of pictures first, of course. And I'm like, now I can't really drive the car. So I'm like, okay, I'll feel better. I'll feel better. And I had an audition yesterday for a speaking role in a movie and not just a speaking role like several lines in a movie and i went i did the audition and it was for a french canadian accent which i kill french canadian accents i'm not going to brag a lot especially on my own show but when it comes to french canadian accent i fucking nailed it and they were having callbacks that day like the same day yesterday so i'm like well i don't want to drive all the way home i'll just wait till like four o'clock and then you know i'll get a phone call no phone call i didn't get a call back and i mean i'm not one of these guys that you know I do something and I put it down. I don't think twice about it. But this happened to be one of these things really bothered me. So then I'm like, oh, I'll just you know I'll drown my sorrow. So I went to a really cool pizza place on the way home, got a pizza, got a beer. Pizza was fucking terrible. And I'm like, it's the great pizza. And I'm like, oh, motherfucker. I just want to fucking kill somebody. And I'm like, I'm trying. I'm trying to kickstart everything. And even like the little things. My phone, my Galaxy Galaxy. S7, which I absolutely loved until the Verizon upgrade. The phone resets. I called them up. They're like, No, well, you have to set it to factory reset. And then you have to load one app at a time and then see if there's any problems. I'm like, It's a random thing. I can't, I, you know, this will take me a month to figure out. But that's all my complaining. That's where I'm at. And I'm trying to be good. I'm trying to, because I got a lot of stuff coming up in September. I got a ton of stuff coming up in October. And then, of course, you know, November brings a lot of uh, private shows. And then, of course, Christmas is the Christmas Carol, which I don't know if you guys know, tickets go on sale in like two weeks for the Christmas Trolley. They added more shows. I'm doing more shows, and I'm going to be Ebenezer Scrooge, which is awesome. I fucking love that. So, and of course, tonight is the anniversary show. Well, technically it's the anniversary show, but we don't fall on the anniversary because we're in between. But the actual anniversary for Radio, regardless, our start is on the twenty eighth. So today is the twenty-fourth, and we're in between. So tonight is the last show of our third season, and next week starts the first show of the fourth season. But because you guys are loyal Ira Guardians, as it were, I'm gonna play a game with you. Let's play a little cover me. <laughs> Me is a game where i play you guys a song and we all know it and love it and then all of a sudden you go oh that's not the original that's a cover so let's try this out because i love I, I mean i played a lot of funky music as a you know the, the show prep and you know testing things out but how about this one in from 1978 That is Aerosmith come together. Yes, it is. It is come together by Aerosmith. But of course, do you know the original? It was made only nine years earlier from 1969. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. This one's going to be interesting. This is a terrible, it's a terrible fucking song. It, here's the 1989 version, and I've been drinking, so I don't want to play too much of it because I'll get all depressed. It's like that kind of song. Remember this one from Michael Bolton in 1989? Oh, dear God. I've had just enough wine to make this a, a sad song.
0: <laughs> I could hardly breathe. We're
2: going to skip to the end.
0: <laughs>
2: to Anyone know this one? Come on. You can type it in. As soon as you type it in, I'll go to the end. <laughs> this is a song where I would drive around and like my 85 tornado crying about how much I miss her. <laughs> Come on, everybody, sing it. And the answer is easy. That I've been you so long. Okay, that's a, that's completely enough of. That. That's too much. It's actually too much of that. But I don't know if you guys knew this. But that is not the original version of the song. The original version of the song was written. actually, Michael Bolton, I think, wrote it. But the original singer of that song was six years earlier, 1983, Laura Branigan.
0: So tell me all about. It. Tell me about the
2: plans you This is the song that I drove around a crow. and cried to. And tell <laughs> me one thing more I go. It was my ex-girlfriend Tammy. That's what it was. It was, <laughs> and I miss her I miss her so much I just I can't <laughs> Now that I've been
0: loving you so long <laughs> How am I supposed to live without
2: you oh, God. <laughs> And how am I
1: supposed to carry on
2: uh, Here we go, here we go Why don't you? Why don't you just kill yourself? Really? That's that. If that is no a suicidal fucking song, I don't know what is. And that's why I feel bad for the new generation. They have none of these songs. Like if you want to kill yourself, you have to kill yourself to like. What's his name? Drake. <laughs> I mean, after listening to Drake, you may want to kill yourself anyway. But that's beside the point. And here's the last one. One of my favorite songs. Used to dance. Actually, used to walk down Revere Beach listen to this song waiting to get our asses kicked yeah bring it up Come on, you all want to sing it.
0: Girl,
2: really so oh, Josh got it right off the bat. Van Halen was the cover from 1979, but the original is, of course, 14 years earlier, The Kinks. <laughs> So that is Cover Me, guys. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take our first break, and when we come back, actually, during the break, we're going to get a little sampling of our guest, very funny guy, Mr. Brian Munzer, everybody. You're listening to Radio Air Regardless. We'll be right back. His aloofness has been described as apathetic doesn't lean left or right. His Facebook status is whatever. He once had a three-hour conversation with a woman and only said three words in the last minute. He is the most uninterested man in the world. I don't often drink beer.
1: I don't really care what I drink. Stay thirsty.
2: It's time for another weak
1: inspiration. Life is a gift. Just save the receipt. Hi, this is comedian actor John M. Keating and you're listening to Radio Regardless, hosted by my very good dear friend
0: Mark Scalia.
1: Okay, yeah, that's good. You can just put whatever he wants in there. I don't give a shit. Whatever. People
0: ask me, like, you know, is it annoying when people ask you how tall it is? And it kind of is, but, um, really more so when I'm already having a bad day. Like when I was getting checked in by the receptionist at the hospital during a psychiatric emergency. I know. It's <laughs> a good time. Um, So she said to me, she said, are you a threat to yourself? And I said, no. And then she said, are you a threat to others? And I said, I don't think so. And then she said, and how tall are you? And I said, I think you need to ask me the second question again. <laughs> also, what's weird when there's other tall people around me, like I was at this show, there's this other really tall comic, I was still waiting to go on, and this guy comes up to me and says, like, hey man, you did a really great job tonight. He's like, thank you. But I didn't go on yet. <laughs> He kind of backed He's like, "Oh, was there like another really tall, comic? white so I I like, said, "Yes." And that's when I realized that that's how black people feel. <laughs>
2: And you're back at radio, regardless, with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And that was a sampling of Mr. <laughs> Brian Munzer, and he's here on the Skype line. Ladies and gentlemen, let him know how much you love him. Brian, Brian. Munzer. <laughs> how are you, Brian?
1: I'm good. Thanks, Mark. Thank
2: oh, it's so good to hear from you. Man, that is such fucking funny stuff, man. It's so I, I funny. Really,
1: uh, I really enjoy that uh, minute of Michael Bolton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i also love the comment that there's no good songs to kill yourself now in
2: this generation (laughs) there isn't but you're young what are you like 20 you're in your 20s right
1: no i'm 36.
2: are you really fuck i'm doing something wrong
1: I've, i've been divorced i have a kid i've done a lot of things
2: no really I had no wow. This is a whole like I was going somewhere, but this is far more interesting. Son of a bitch. <laughs> anyway, no, but it's it's you know like the new you. Then you would say because you're more my generation than the twenty somethings. There's no good breakup songs. Like there's no Ario Speedwagon. Right, no, Wagon. The,
1: there's there's no band that you that worthy of putting a patch on your jean jacket. Yeah. <laughs> While you sit on the hood of your Camaro,
2: you know something. Don't you blaspheme at all? Because I still got twelve years on you. <laughs>
1: and I was, I, I was more uh, like I, I came up in the um, very much of the grunge. You're the grunge, Seattle yeah, Nirvana. Yeah, that was that was music. You could kill yourself to. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, you could carry... Your, it was like it was like mass suicide and like cult suicide. You could actually just drink the Kool Aid, everybody, all at once. <laughs> right,
1: right. Now, I, always, I I always, I'm always surprised how often people use that term, drinking the Kool Aid, without people. I don't think people realize how like,
2: that really. <laughs> that's such a, <laughs> like a cryptic reference to say that. So funny. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're having a good time already. This is Brian Munzer, and let me do this. Let me put his information in the chat so you guys can freestalk him on Twitter. He's at funny and tall on twitter now you guys may say hey why is it funny and tall because he's funny and he's tall the bit i just played where you know (laughs) that's how black people feel
1: (laughs) yeah and those honestly those are my favorite jokes to tell i mean i think i have i probably have a total of about four minutes of tall related jokes because (laughs) it's just such a it's such a obnoxious i don't mind being tall for the most part but it really is it is just like a consuming thing that and anywhere i go that is always like just random people come up like hey hey man <laughs> uh, uh can i just uh ask you yeah okay hey, that's how tall i am can i can i can i buy my captain crunch now can i please just do that
2: <laughs> i'm a stop and shot leave me the fuck
1: alone yeah it's It's never like a cute girl. It's like a guy with gauges in his ears.
2: It's people are fascinated. Like I'm five nine, and to me, somebody who's six feet is not a big deal. Somebody who's six five, when you have to start to crick your neck to look at somebody, that's that's what I think. And people are fascinated. It's the same thing when you look down on something and go, "Oh my god, how fucking short are you?"
1: Yeah, people. People always they they want They ask me like things about. I'm amazed how personal. I maybe not that personal <laughs> questions, but people ask me things like, "Where do I buy clothes?" <laughs> <laughs> I
2: just don't know why they're that fascinated by that. It, 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 it boggles my mind. <laughs> Let's talk about something other than you being tall. First of all, you're very funny. You happen to be tall, but you're very, very funny. And how long have you been at the comedy game, my friend? So I've, I've been doing it um, four years now, and I think the first time we worked together was it at that it was that place in uh, in Hampton, wasn't it? Yes, yes. And I'm trying. To, it's not the old salt. I don't remember. It? I think it is. And the thing was, it was sold out, and we were talking in the back, and then you went on stage, and I had to listen to you almost from the kitchen. But you were killing it. You were ki- no, I was sitting on the stairs, and you were killing it. And you were, you live from Vermont, Vermont, or very far away New Hampshire.
1: No, so, so I live in I live in Sunapee, New Hampshire. I live about a quarter mile from um, Stephen Tyler.
2: Really, Stephen Tyler lives in Sunapee. Yeah, so he's
1: from Sunapee. And he still has a house there. I didn't know that. And so my daughter knows. Like I have, I was listening to uh, like uh, an Aerosmith record. And I was telling my daughter that this guy lives down the street from <laughs> us, and that's like how she now just thinks of Aerosmith. She like she, we were, it came on the radio, and she just said, "Is this the guy that lives down the?" Because <laughs> it's a, it's a, he's a pretty like everyone has a Steven Tyler story in that area. Like everyone, he's he's I haven't actually run into him yet, but I always hear that
2: he's around. He's at the grocery store. I did not know he's from Santa Fe. I was just at the Old Salt Pub last Thursday.
1: Oh, you are at um, Salt Hill.
2: Salt Hill Pub. That's what it is.
1: I think Be- it was Newberry. You're probably at Newberry.
2: Right, because I went to the wrong one first.
1: Was that a headliner show? Yes. Yeah, I've done that once before. That's <laughs> one of the best shows I've done because it's five minutes from my house.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we met at that show in Hampton, and you absolutely killed it, man absolutely you, fucking that. killed it and uh your, that set that i just played is from the comedy studio it's a very strange audience and i have this conversation with almost every comic that plays a studio
1: yeah it, i'm always i think i'm probably more nervous for comedy studio shows than anything else because <laughs> i i have had shows that went really well and i've had shows where i went i i thought i did the same thing and people yeah. like people <laughs> did they hate me i'm not sure
2: like you can sing yourself, but if you make fun of other people, you know, if you do. Did- I think you
1: and, and they're they're fine to make like uh, Rick, the, the host. I mean, he 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 makes fun of people from Cambridge all day long and they love that. Yes. But they can't handle like a little bit of you know something about a race or a gender or they they're like well this is not that is not okay
2: right well even even the bit you just did uh, the bit about being tall and the other that you were mistaken for another tall guy on stage it sounds and i and i'm disclaiming it there's an extended laugh on that i had to cut it and it it, it's like that ha 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 ha. oh oh, and then (laughs) they come back up but the way it sounds in audio way like video you're watching you go, okay that makes sense but audio, it sounds like it's padded. And I didn't want to do that because <laughs> no, it does. Like audio wise. But I was like, it's not padded. And that joke, I think, you know, like like maybe most good jokes, is
1: that is, is exactly what happened. Someone just came up to me. I was sitting at the bar, and they were like, Hey man, you did a really great job. And I was like, I didn't go on yet. And they were like, Oh <laughs> shit.
2: <laughs> but that's why it's funny. It's funny cuz it actually happened. And then your realization is even funnier too because it's an observation of a truth. And the funny thing about Cambridge is it's it's such a weird place cuz you can't tell the truth. <laughs> you can't. Right, like they, they
1: they maybe want to think that that is not a stereotype. Right, definitely. And that's all that joke is really doing is it's playing off that stereotype that well, right, that a lot of People but, would say it's something. It's true. So, I, didn't want, I didn't want to say that. No, so it
2: is. But see, yeah. stereotypes are funny because there is a truth to them. It's just, it is what it is. Not all, but you got to go across the board. You paint with a broad brush. You really do. So, Brian, let's get back to you. Where else are some of the clubs you play?
1: So, um, I've got, I'm, I'm going to be at Improv Boston. On September 11th, and then I'll also be doing, um, uh, I'm a finalist in the New England's Best Bar Comic at Panucci's in Concord, New Hampshire. That's on the 12th. And then I'm also doing the um, Vermont Comedy Club up in Burlington on September 7th. So those are a couple of places that I've played recently. And then, um, right, I mean, lately I've been doing more um, private shows and fundraisers.
2: Have you been to the Vermont Club before?
1: I have done. I did. I did one show there. It was part of the. They have a festival. It's the Green Mountain Comedy Festival, yep. and I was part of the show. It's. Um, it's called on the spot, where they. Um, they um, just put up on like a PowerPoint sort of presentation type thing, like just a couple words, and then you're supposed to like just on the spot. Come up with something that you think is funny, and then they switch it up with another one, and um, it's it's pretty nerve wracking actually. I oh. survived it. But <laughs> yeah. That was the so this will be um, this will be actually just uh, like a ten minute spot that I'll do there on a showcase.
2: I have not played the Burlington Club, but I know that they're, uh they moved to their new location, and the new location apparently is rocking to do. Yeah, around. it's
1: it's um, it is uh, it is a really cool club, and they get a lot of they get some pretty. He got some pretty big names coming through there. I think Jen Kirkman, is she somebody that's big? I think she was just there. And they had Emo Phillips. He was there.
2: Jim Brew is gonna be Jim there. Brewer. Who else they got? I don't know, Hari Kamabulu. I don't know him. John Dore. I know John. Well, I know of John, I should say. Uh Daily Grind, Mateo Lane, don't know him. Bobby Kelly. They goes by Robert Kelly. It's Bobby Kelly. I'm always gonna call him Bobby. I'm never gonna call him Robert anyway tone bell i just saw him on have you seen that show um it's on true tv it's comedy where they kind of there's three comics and they kind of roast each other and they cut through no
1: the only the only show i can think of on true tv that i ever watched is it's it's like a, i think it's called hardcore pawn and it's like a <laughs> pawn store in detroit and it's it is it is one of the greatest shows it's just people <laughs> like it's not it's the exact opposite of there's a pawn. there's like a pawn shop show on the on the history, history channel, channel yeah. all about like people bringing in neat things yeah. and, and this show is all about like people complaining that they're only getting ten dollars for a playstation <laughs>
2: <laughs> i gotta watch that <laughs> but it's like three comics and they kind of They kind of zing each other. But because I've done production work on film and editing, it is edited like shit. Like, you know that the comics have been prepped on this. Like, they're holding cards, and they've written all the jokes and stuff. But the way it's cut together is the laughter doesn't even work right. It's like such, it's so bad. Anyway, I'll tell you what. Let's ponder some of that, and we'll take our second break. And When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more to Brian Munzer. About his comedy career And we're going to play a game with him And you guys are going to play directly against him You are listening to Radio Regardless We'll be right back I've
0: got a surprise for you I guess I'm probably not the surprise you expected They're back
1: So what do you want to do?
0: Police still targeting them. Now we go! State, no, no!
2: Tonight, Dateline's hidden
0: cameras are in an undercover house, complete with a hot tub. Did you bring your uh, swim trunks? And Craigslist, we talk about oral sex. There's the internet addict who comes clean. I'm too old for this shit. And the marine sniper who comes armed.
2: Oh, it's all salad. She's built sweet. She got
0: everything. The buck you
1: I need. What's in store for all of these men? Chris Hansen with a new to catch a predator.
2: You're one ugly motherfucker. It's time for another weak
1: inspiration. There is no I in team, but there's one in shithead.
0: Hi, this is Paul Kravitz. You're listening to Radio Irregardless, hosted by Mark Scalia. Or is it with? I don't know, but you're listening to it, and that's the important thing. Whenever I hear someone say there's more than one way to skin a cat, I think, you're probably more of a dog person. so <laughs> <laughs> one expression I really don't get. It's, uh, I'm just so happy I could die. You no? Know? <laughs> Like I wonder, uh, I wonder if you ever see that on a suicide note. I tried not to laugh, but it was just too funny. I I saw that. Yeah, see. Um, But uh, sometimes people don't laugh at that joke. Sometimes people are really upset. As one woman shouted out, she said, "Hey, I know someone that committed suicide," and I said, "I think you mean you knew someone." People do
2: not like you correcting their grammar. <laughs> i learned that. And you're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And that was, again, another sampling of Brian Munzer talking about suicide. <laughs> was, it's so fucking funny. That's a great joke.
1: When I thought of that joke though, I thought it was too dark that people would not, like it would get sort of a, Ooh, but I think it's just the way it kind of sneaks up on you that people are like, you just, it's, it's, it's,
2: it's funny. It is. is. It's a funny fucking joke. It's, it's a great fucking joke. And I think humanity needs to joke about the darker things so that we can, you know, let them go a little bit. We give them too much power. I mean, I read a lot of your bio, and you're a big Mitch Hedberg fan.
1: Oh, huge, yeah. No, he's... Yeah. Um, I still am a big Mitch Hedberg fan.
2: And Mitch did those things, and he would joke about stuff that was stuff you shouldn't be joking about. And and that to me, that's the mark of a really... That's somebody who's trying to do true comedy to speak to the darker parts of humanity and go these are just as important and we shouldn't shun them away we shouldn't put them aside we should talk about suicide we should talk about rape we should talk about cancer we should talk about you know we should talk about these things get them out in the open so that we don't you don't hold on to them like they're these dark taboos you know kind of thing and i think that's it's in that same vein so i think you you honor your uh, can i say mentor
1: Wow, that's flattering, yes. No, he's, uh, yeah, he's, I'm, uh, yeah, you could say that. It's <laughs> <laughs> got fine. me all flustered now. Oh, that's fine. Me in the same sentence as Mitch Hedrick. He's just, he's just someone I, 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 to this day, like, just jokes of his pop in my head. Like, any time that I buy something small and someone gives me a, a receipt, I always think of his joke about, you know, I bought a, I bought a donut, and I got a receipt for the donut, I don't need a receipt for the donut. We don't we don't need to bring ink and paper into this. <laughs> the other the other one that I have to say is these uh, when he is, is when someone hands me a flyer, it's like they're saying, "Here, you throw this out." <laughs> so fucking fun. But that's actually probably <laughs> how I mean, I guess sort of I got into doing stand-up was I um, uh, I was a fan of his pretty early on, and because um, I think he got a little more popular maybe after he died. But I would just yeah. recite his joke. I mean, I, I would I would tell people who it was. I wouldn't claim it as my own material, but I definitely w- I could do a pretty good impression of his, and and I would just tell people his jokes, and and people laughed, at it and I was like, wow, that's that's fun to do that. Maybe I should try to write my own
2: jokes. Yeah. and you do your jokes are truly yours, and you have that kind of. That same kind of like the spirit of of that is in there, and I think, I think really good comics come from that same place. And we, we like to me, I quote Lenny Bruce, like that's my that's my mentor. Lenny Bruce is my do things that do things that you believe are funny and that make people think a little bit. And that that's where I come from. Some people quote Richard Pryor or you know George Carlin. But even before that, you go back to Steve Allen or you know you go back to Johnny Carson. And I've been doing it long enough to remember when Sam Kennison died, when Mitch Hedberg died, when Bill Hicks died. I mean, I was you know. But it's that that same things where people are going, oh, I'm doing this, and like, well, you know, you have a style like this, and I go, no, 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 my style is mine. I go, you don't understand. All you do is I, you're building I have a better the car
1: of, of this of this act there's no one else that inspired this at all
2: <laughs> but i love your style and it's truly yours and it's like and you take the inspiration which i think you know if you look back at where things come from you say i want to take that inspires me and you gotta you're really really fucking funny man and again if you guys don't follow him you're crazy you gotta free him and this is brian munzer he's at funny and tall on twitter you you verbalize a lot on Twitter. Do you put a lot of posts? I on? throw
1: out a lot of um a lot of puns because I find I can't generally get those to work, um, <laughs> um on stage as much. I feel like it kind of it just is a different. It kind of throws off the the rhythm of what I'm doing. Like I know comics that that use a lot of them and do it well, but I've just never had had a lot of luck with them on stage. So that's a lot of what is on Twitter, I think, yeah. and. And I mean, that's what I like about Twitter is that you can just, you know, it's you can put the the sort of dumbest things that you and occasionally like something that I think is really not that funny. I'll put on Twitter and people like it and I'll think, OK, maybe I really will try to work on that. Yeah, the-
2: <laughs> I actually love Twitter. I, I, I love Twitter more than Facebook and Twitter is a conversation. Facebook is a megaphone. I fucking hate those people.
1: Yeah, I think I, I think I'm over Facebook. I think I've 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 come to the term. I've never I just never feel good about myself after being. <laughs> Facebook.
2: You know what? You know what? Facebook is is becoming. It's becoming very voyeur. I do
1: like I love when people get on get in a fight on on Facebook. Though. That's like in sort yeah. of like a like one of the uh, either the Boston comedy um, uh, group or there's other groups. It's just it, that 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 i i love that more than anything just i like to see that there's a lot of comments so i know that there's a lot going on yeah it is it is voyeuristic though i agree and i always whenever i've gotten off facebook i always feel like i wasted a lot of time and everyone's life is better than mine
2: <laughs> exactly <laughs> It's funny. It's funny that you bring up the fight thing because yeah, there's two things. I feel exactly the way you do. It's like I don't want to read anybody because I'm like, what the fuck is everybody doing better than me? And then, but when there is a fight, it's like two pigeons fighting over a breadcrumb. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't. It, and it's you know, it's
1: the it's the it's the easiest. You know, like fighting. I think I've been in one fight in my life, and I never. And I was that was in middle school. I never want to get in any fight again. But like a, a Facebook fight is just so like it takes no effort. It's no. It's just too like anybody can do it. You don't have to. There's no yeah. consequence almost for it. Yeah, like takes all the the fun out of
2: it. It is. Yeah. There's no. There's no consequence. Actually, Kim just wrote vague booking is always interesting. Example: when you say you're going to do something, you should do. Because mean people suck, blah, blah, blah. Wah. <laughs> a status update directed at someone, but it's never mentioned passive. It's oh my God, the passive aggressive bullshit. I don't there's a comic in Boston who does this all the time. Things like, Hey, why don't you update your website? And I'm like <laughs> <laughs> And the funny thing is, I love watching passive aggressive. But if somebody does it to me, I'll punch you. Like I'll push, the, I'll push the envelope.
1: Yeah, I think passive aggressive. That's there's an art form to really having a great passive aggressive <laughs> comment. That is a refined skill.
2: It is, and I fucking I absolutely love it. You know, something? we're getting off topic of event. You know, it's it's so interesting. It's so fun. But here's what I want to do. I want to play a game with you. We're gonna play tall, taller. <laughs> Tallest! I am tall. Bird here is taller. And And I'm tallest. (laughs) So, this is going to be a fun game for you because I'm going to ask you questions about tall, about the tallest of something. And you're going to play directly against my audience. Now, you and I are speaking via Skype. So, we're speaking almost instantaneously. Whereas the listening audience is forced to listen on a delay because of the internet. So, that's their disadvantage their advantage there's more of them than of you so there are five questions that you're playing directly against the audience so here's an example let me say if i were to say what is the tallest land animal
1: i would say giraffe
2: a giraffe is the tallest land animal so you would get it right so that's how the game is played See, now, Kim just wrote giraffe. See how it's a time delay. Oh, See, too slow, Kim. That's, that's too a little, slow. And Josh just wrote ha, so there you go. So that's exactly Here we go. Here's the first one. What is the tallest building in the world? Is it the new
1: um, World Trade Center?
2: No, but you still have a oh, shot because the audience has something
1: an... in Malaysia, I think. It's, it's from uh, Mission Impossible. Whatever the Mission Impossible movie <laughs> that Tom Cruise runs on, it that's that's what it is.
2: Take a guess. There. I'll tell you what. If you give me the some shit Malaysia, Josh wrote. <laughs> no, it's not in Malaysia. You want to take another shot at? Give me the country. Just, just oh, um, you know, it's yeah. a you know, it's an Asia. Gonna, I'm just
1: gonna say Asia. You, okay.
2: Oh, Josh said Dubai. It is in Dubai. It's in the United Arab Emirates. I, I can't say it. The United Arab Emirates. And the name of the building is the, see if I get it right, Buri Kafala Khalif, Khalifa. It is 829.8 meters, 2,722 feet. Wow. That is over half a mile in the sky. it's
1: so, so unnecessary. It's
2: especially in the, where, what's going on in dubai that they need that anyway but you i'm going to give it to josh so josh gets this okay. now we know all about tall taller and tallest yes and you get this but we just came out short so there's the first one how about the second one this is easier what is the tallest tree in the world I'm going to say sequoia. Now we know all about tall, taller, and tallest. (laughs) Yes, it is correct. The largest trees in the world are known as the sequoias or the redwoods. And the largest tree in the world is at the Calaveras Big Tree State Park. And it's named the Louis Agassiz tree. Is it Agassiz? Agassiz. That is the largest tree in the world. And it is three hundred and sixty feet tall. The giraffe tree. No, that's wrong. Wow, that is... <laughs> Fucking giraffe tree. <laughs> no, you know something? But we just came up short. You get that. <laughs> it's just nothing. So that's one for you. The tallest man in the world. Do you know who that was? I could I can picture him in like a again like
1: the Guinness Book of World Records. Like I can picture his photo. Oh, i'll I tell you what tell give me it.
2: anything about him give me his name the <laughs> year he's bored his place he was born how tall he See, was i think he has glasses on that's all i can get <laughs> this is something you know i'll tell you give me give me a height how tall do you think he was i'll take I that, that you, as a correct I think
1: thing. he was he was definitely eight feet something
2: eight he was give in the me. eight feet range uh, well Josh put down Soltan cozen that is not correct. uh give me an, give me another eight feet two is incorrect Keep Josh, come on Brian give me something taller than that. I'd say eight four keep going um, eight six keep going. eight um eight
1: eight <laughs> keep going wow. before
2: they write it down. <laughs> Wow, um, eight eleven. Eight, 11 Now we know all about tall, <laughs> taller, and tallest. Right. That is right. It was Robert Pershing Wadlow. He was born February twenty second, nineteen eighteen. He was eight feet eleven inches. Now, this is a sec I would have taken this answer well. There's Roberto, e- it's Esquizfel Cabrera from Saltillo, Mexico. He has the largest penis in the world. And if he's lying down, there you go. And this is ridiculous. His penis is, and uh, it's going to impress the ladies, 18.9 inches. That's too much. That's, That's too much penis. <laughs> Do you know <laughs> His actually, his problem is he actually, and this is not a joke. He wants to get some type of disability insurance.
1: No woman has ever seen an 8-inch penis and be like, I'd like 10 more inches on that.
2: <laughs> he can't have sex with women because they, they're they afraid of him. Here's the thing. He weighed it. Like, on a scale, he weighed it. Take a guess how much 18.9 inches of Man. penis weighs. Take a About guess. Like four pounds? <laughs> Two pounds That's a two pound penis. Are you shitting me? Do you realize if you cut your hand off, your hand weighs about eight ounces (laughs) Wow that is a big penis. That is he was on TMZ, apparently. (laughs) Wow. Oh I know. So you get that one and not the bonus question. So how about the tallest woman in the world? See if you can I'll tell you, give me anything about give me her name when she was born. Just a height. Give me your height. I think she is, she is. She Chinese. She is. Yes, she is. I think she's
1: like, and I think she's close to eight feet tall.
2: She is over eight feet tall, actually. Wow. It's gonna be tough because it's a. It's. I'll give you a little hint. It's kind of a fraction. It's a. It's a whole number and a fraction. The audience is googling it right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's just all. Google.
1: I'm gonna have to start googling.
2: You things. can Google it if you can Google it faster than them. That works.
1: Not, I'm not a fast Googler. Tal- I'm gonna. Tal- I'll tell you what. Her
2: name is Zhang Jingling.
1: I'm, I'm still trying to look up the biggest penis <laughs> in the world. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm Googling right now.
2: Kim Santos said too much dick. I'm like, yeah, yeah. When you can't get laid because your dick's too big, that is just uh, that's a curse. That's just a curse.
1: You must, you must get lightheaded when you get an erection. <laughs>
2: You want to talk about not being able to concentrate ever? You have to, you have to sit down. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'd like to masturbate, but I gotta, I definitely gotta take a nap afterwards.
1: <laughs> I, I just gave blood, so I can't masturbate for ten <laughs> days.
2: <laughs> Josh type in. He goes, I stopped listening. I'm watching this video of the cock weigh in.
1: <laughs> It's it's hard to go from the biggest <laughs> penis in
2: the world to the tallest woman in the world. Yeah, tallest world. woman. Tallest woman. Just give me her height. I'm going to say eight feet, three and a half inches. Close. Uh, cut the last thing in half. A quarter? Eight feet, three and a quarter? Eight feet, three, eight feet. W- w- no, eight feet. Cut the three and a half, uh, three and a quarter in, in pieces. <laughs> cut the three, One and a half? A little bit one more. One. A little bit more.
1: One and three quarters. One and three quarters. <laughs> now we know all about tall, taller, and
2: tallest. Josh put down the thing is like fucking a two-liter Pepsi bottle. <laughs> now, just so you know, I'm not playing sides, I'm not being sexist. The world's largest vagina was 19 inches.
1: Well, they need to they need to get together then.
2: <laughs> Her name was Anna Swan. She was born in 1846 and lived to 1888. She was seven foot eight inches tall. She joined a sideshow. What else would you do? (laughs) And she actually met and fell in love with Captain Martin Bates. He was over seven feet tall. So they got married in 1872 and it made them the tallest married couple in the world. And the record still stands today. And here's the thing. On June 18th, 1879, she gave birth to the world's largest baby in history. The baby weighed 26 pounds. Wow. Wow. 26 pounds and was 34 inches in length. That's almost 3 feet. Fuck me.
1: Uh, that, that's such a I, when my daughter was born like people are ask you how much they weigh and like she was big she was like nine pounds and people are like wow and yeah. what, like i feel like what they're really just saying is wow like someone's vagina
2: just got destroyed <laughs> i was <laughs> a little, little over eight pounds as a baby and that was huge but fucking 26 wow that's over three times as big in 34 inches most kids are what nine inches 11 13 inches like, kids aren't really big. They're like, you know, 12, 14 inches long. This is three times the fucking size. Now, wow, here's the unfortunate man. thing. The child did not survive. I mean, it's the time period. But the baby's head was 19 inches. So they figured that her <laughs> vagina... Here's the thing. Now, the head is usually the biggest part of the baby. The baby... The, if the baby's head was 19 inches, then nature assumed that baby was coming out of there... So she is literally the largest vagina in history was 19 inches. Fuck. That's almost. I've learned so much today. That's almost two feet. (laughs) Kim's like, "Fuck you!" No, I'm crossing my legs right now. Thanks. Ouch. Anyway, it's like being pregnant with a fire hydrant. Oh my god! Holy shit! That's a good analogy. Uh, and you know something? I'm going to give that one to you. I I'm not going to give it to the audience. Now, Brass. the last one. How tall is the world's tallest midget? <laughs> and the, the answer is, like it- does it matter? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's cruel. I'm sorry. Like, how tall can you be? to still be that's, considered right that's that's what i'm that's
1: what i'm thinking. <laughs>
2: thinking
1: that and i'm not sure if they like being called midgets i think um <laughs> i would say four four feet six
2: close you go you have to go a little higher a four eight you gotta go a little more nobody what is it i'm five four no you're not a you're not a midget you're too tall to be considered a midget a little taller brian like
1: so like 48, 48, 489,
2: four, eight, 410 somewhere in there. 410 would probably all be right. closest. Now we know all about tall,
1: taller and tallest. That
2: is yes, you have to be 5 410. That's the tallest you can be and still be considered a legal midget. And I think midget is actually the legal term. You know, little people is the tell the woman that. 54 is short for a man. It is short, and we know you know something, Brian. We never asked you how tall are you. Six eight. Six. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm fascinated. You. So, but,
1: so speaking of all of these uh, the historically <laughs> tall people, like I, I feel like it happens maybe like once or twice a year, but I will be somewhere and there is someone that is taller than I am. Like I was, I was somewhere there was. I, I think he was a college basketball. He was seven feet tall. He was taller than I was, and like nobody. Asked me at all. And it was like the greatest day. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to go about
2: my business. See, my wife is like five one and she's like, it's terrible to be short. And the whole thing is short is relative. Realistically, like anybody you ever date or you marry or you're not married. You said divorce, right?
1: Yeah. So my, my ex wife is only, um, it's a weird thing. I feel like, Short girls are like that. They're like they're very into me. It's a very weird thing. But my my ex-wife is like five one. What?
2: What? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like you could have a threesome and she'd never know it. Yeah, <laughs> that would be like wow. That's wow. And our
1: our daughter is is pretty tall. She's um she she's in um she's going into third grade and she was telling me that other She's like, why do people always ask me if I'm in fifth grade? I'm only in second grade. Oh, <laughs> it's like, you got a long way to go. That's the story
2: of my life. Yeah, fuck. Well, the, well, the girl I told you about, the uh, the big vagina girl, uh, <laughs> <she's>, no, Anna <laughs> Swan, she was seven eight when she was 19. Wow. And for 1840, 1880, that was fucking gigantic. Cause I think it's gigantic regardless of the time no period. it is but I mean you figure the average height of a person a hundred years ago was five five are we getting taller oh yeah we we're getting society? yeah we're getting taller we're getting we're getting heavier and well that's the way that's why we don't use our wisdom teeth anymore because our jaws are getting smaller we don't we don't use all the teeth anymore
1: wow
2: Yeah. <laughs> You know, every once in a while, I pull a fucking statistic out of my act and nets. <laughs> There's some wisdom in, the, this, in, in this, a, this They show. probably tried to chop her down and put her in the fireplace. <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ. Shit. All right. You know what I'm going to do after all that? I'm going to take our third and final break. I'm going to tabulate scores. And we come back. We're going to ask Brian about the three things I ask of all my guests. Tell us about your first time, your best time, and your worst time. You are listening to Radio Irregardless. We'll be right back. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Air Regardless hotline at 978-219-9294. And you're back at Radio Air Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scully, and still on the Skype line, Mr. Brian Munzer. And again, you can follow him, and I'm pronouncing it right. This is Munzer. You got it. You got I, it that time. I keep nice. seeing the E and I'm like, I, I keep getting confused about the E, but you can follow him. You can free him on Twitter. He's at funny and tall. And that's how you can find him. Now, Brian, uh, before we let you go, two things I want to ask you. We're of course going to ask you what you get coming up in the next uh, next couple weeks or any big shows you want to produce. But before that, I'd like to ask you about your first time, your best time and your worst time on stage.
1: So first time was a uh, was the as an open mic in um, in Boston area in um, um, tavern at the end of the world and yep. um, it's it's an open mic where it's it's generally mostly comics and I went uh, I signed up I think I was in like the thirty range of uh, of, of the order and there was about seven people um, in the crowd when i went up i was very nervous for it and like i don't think anyone even paid attention to me and i just remember going like well i guess i did it but it didn't i didn't think it would be anything like that at all i mean i thought someone would be, be, react to something it was sort of a very like oh okay like i i wouldn't even say i bombed because no one ever listened right. to me they were people were sort of like paying attention or talking so i survived and i did it again so good not too bad, i guess
2: <laughs> well tell us about your best time the best time i actually this is a
1: show actually i was on uh you actually headlined the show um and i'm not saying that just because i'm on this show but it was at <laughs> um tupelo is that tupelo um, oh yeah music yes. and it was and i think how many people in Tupelo? below over 100 right it's definitely a
2: yeah i think they can i think they can put 175 in there if they really push it but yeah I and mean, it was
1: i'd say it was at least 150 people yeah. on it. so it was the biggest show i had done by in terms of audience and And just the whole setting of that is, um, like, there's an actual green room. So this felt, like, very, like, oh, like, I am a comedian. There's, like, pictures of all these musicians that have played. There's, like, pictures like, Paul Simon on the wall. They had beer, like, (laughs) complimentary beer um, in the fridge. And I remember being uh, very nervous for the show because it, it felt like a big deal to me. And just the first joke I did absolutely crushed Um, to the point where I almost like had to stop them from laughing. And then it just, you know, it just went on from there. And it was, uh, that was easily the best show that I've done. Nice. And then when people laugh, I mean, it's, it's, it's just this sort of roar that is very, it's it's fun. So the worst show that I ever did, um, was it was in, and I, I don't even, I should have had more sense than to book this show, but it was, it was a, a friend of mine, um wanted me to do 30 minutes for this show. It was in the it was in the back room of a jewelry store in Keene, New Hampshire. And I I remember saying like that sounds like it's like, no, it's fine. Like they have like bands back there. And I'm thinking like, okay, maybe this is like a cool maybe that could be cool. And it it literally just was like the back Oh like he walked through the jewelry store and I probably had about forty chairs set up and there was two people there and one dog.
2: A dog
1: dog, what dog and I was supposed to do thirty minutes and I I think I did about seven or eight and the two people were just they they didn't laugh. They just looked at me like even the dog kind of did that thing, like like he cowered down, like he thought he was in trouble or something. It was this big leg German Shepherd, and then and people like the, the jewelry store is somehow still open. This is like at nine o'clock at night. Nobody's coming into it, but they're wearing you know like their official like name tags, and they would just kind of like. There was a few people that were working in the showroom of the jewelry store. And they would just kind of like peek in like while they were still on their shift. And I did about eight or nine minutes. And then I just said, I'm done. Thank you for coming. And I just left. I didn't say anything to anyone. And I just got in my car and drove home. So don't don't do the back of a jewelry store. Oh, my God. It's, it's not as it's not as exciting as it might.
2: Seem. It's not only that that story is fucking hysterical, and it's so real because nobody ever believes that that happens because it does. It's not just that, but the comments from what everybody's posting ridiculous. They're like everybody had to get buzzed in. <laughs> <laughs> this place sounds like a jewel. Anybody want to buy a bracelet? It's, oh. and, and how you
1: take a show seriously i don't know you know like they oh. um like somebody somebody opened and they they treated it like they i mean maybe they were just more professional than me but they just went through their whole bit and they were like all right thanks a lot guys for next comic coming <laughs> up like didn't acknowledge at all that there was two people and a dog there <laughs>
2: you know what's funny if you tell people other comics that story. like oh man that sounds terrible uh who, who books that? <laughs> <laughs> I think, so you got 30 minutes there. All right, oh, wow, great. that's great. That is a wonderfully terrible story. I know that you mentioned a few of the shows you got coming up. But again, tell me in the listening audience uh, what you got coming up over the next couple months. Any any big shows that they can, yeah. they can come yeah, by and I'll, check I'll out? Yeah, I'll
1: go through the um, – so um, – the two big shows I have are that I'm excited about. Probably, are, I mentioned them earlier, but I'll. I'll I guess I was a little too keen to promote myself. No, earlier, that's fine. I, I which, love it.
2: I love the promotion stuff.
1: So September 7th, um, I'll be at the Vermont Comedy Club in Burlington, Vermont. And then September 12th, I will be at Panucci's in concord and i am competing for 500 dollars in the finals of the new england's best bar comic contest so i'm i and i need the money so if you can help me win that that would
2: be great that's uh panucci's is a tough a tough room oh my god what if they're still typing things about the they go (laughs) of course it is serious this place is gold (laughs) <laughs> while you did your set did they resize your ring for you <laughs> the audience was all mannequin necks and hands <laughs> oh that's God, that's great but brian it's uh it's been a great show and thank you for being part of the this is the last show of the third season so thank you so much for being a part of it and man we had nothing but fun here and I know I'm gonna to get to work with you again. Guys, definitely freestalk him. He's at Funny and Tall on Twitter. This is Brian Munzer, everybody. Brian, thanks so much for being a part of the show, man.
1: Alright, no problem. You can also find me at tall drink of water on OKCupid.
2: <laughs> He's tall drink of water at OKCupid. <laughs> All right, thanks, Mark. All right, Brian. Hey, we'll see you around, my friend. All right, thanks. Have a good night. Brian Munzer, everybody. Oh, So fucking funny. Oh my God. I (laughs) fucking jewelry store shit. (laughs) Oh my God. So funny. We've had a lot of fun. Let me tell you where I'm going to be over this upcoming weekend. Tomorrow night, August 25th, I will be at Soho Asian Restaurant and Bar in Hudson, New Hampshire. I'll be closing that showcase out. Friday during the day, I'm doing a corporate gig, so I'm not even going to tell you about it. It's not even worth it. And Friday is also my birthday, so I'm going to be, I might be working. I don't know. My wife makes plans for me all the time, so we'll see what happens. Saturday, August 27th, I will be at the EMS Awards Banquet in Colchester, Connecticut. Uh, telling some jokes there, headlining that show, and then Sunday I'm doing the open mic night or the open mic showcase, as they like to call it, at Pinatas in Tewksbury, Massachusetts. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been a very fun show. And as always, if you want to be a guest, if you want to uh, contribute to the show, if you want to set, if you want to be a sponsor, just leave a comment, email me radioirregardless at gmail.com. call the hotline nine seven eight two one nine nine two nine four. Next week's guest, August 31st, will be Caitlin Arcand, a comedian, and we start our new season, Season 4, everybody. We will see you next week. This has been Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests as well as all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuis. All music and audio clips used, property of their respective copyright owners. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises, and copyrighted 2016, all rights reserved. Listen to previously aired episodes of Radio Irregardless by downloading from iTunes. Thank you for listening.